welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to episode 18. Today, I'm joined by lovely guest, Moji. Moji is a fellow infertility warrior who endured six IVF cycles, numerous tests, consultations, clomid sessions, injections, and lots of sleepless nights before welcoming her twins. Moji is the CEO of Moji Magic, which is an online artisan confectionery company based in Lagos, Nigeria. If you have questions about her journey or you'd like to reach out to her, you can send her an email info at mojimagic.com. Her details would also be in the show notes. So welcome, Moji, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Yay. <laughs> so to start off, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Do you do for fun? <laughs> what do I do for fun? <laughs> Okay, my name is Moji Aino. Um, as she said, I'm CEO of Moji Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God, by God's grace, a mom now. Mm-hmm. Uh, married. And um, I, don't know how, I don't know how to talk about myself. What do I do so <laughs> fun? I honestly don't know. That's such a random question. I'm, I'm like, I bake for fun. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> good, right? Baking is good. I mean, we get to taste the chocolate. <laughs> That's but that's okay. my work as well, so yeah, yeah, I guess I have fun while while at work. So <laughs> that's wonderful. We love your cakes, so yeah. Thank you. Thank you for blessing Thank us you. with it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the first time you met your husband. I know you know that you're married. This is a very, very, very. Okay, so I met my husband in primary one. Really? We were in primary school together from primary one to primary four. Wow. He claims that he was eyeing me then, but I have no <laughs> recollection. Wow, that's amazing. And because my name is Moji and his name is Soji. All right. So like um, that kind of like, yeah. I guess maybe we just used to make fun of us or whatever. And then I met him again in uni. Very random. Like I went with my friend. I went to see my friend in her class. And okay. he came with his friend to see someone in the same class. So I was about wow. to get into the, I was about to enter the classroom. Um, he was just standing outside by the corridor and it was just like Moji. And I looked at him, I'm like, Soji. <laughs> wow. That was it. As they say, the rest is history, I guess. But yeah. That's amazing. That, yeah. that lesson was meant to be, isn't it? One of those stories. I, I guess so. I think it was meant to be, yes, <laughs> one of those stories. And was there a specific time that you knew that you wanted to be a mom? I don't think that I really thought about it. I think it was the whole, you know, when you're a child, they kind of put in your head, okay, you get married and you have children. So in mm. my head, I had planned my life. I'll be married by 25, uh-huh. have my first child. I wanted to wait a year before trying to have my first child by the time I'm 27, have my second child when I'm 29, have my third child when I'm 31. Yeah. So that was just my plan. I mean, mm-hmm. like, 
I didn't get married till I was 28. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, maybe three years behind. Yeah, behind <laughs> the schedule. My ideal plan. But I was like, okay, 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 not too bad, not too bad. We can still make this work, you know. I'll, I'll still have my first child when I'm like 13. So that's uh-huh. not too bad. So, you know, yeah. it was all planned in my head. <laughs> and, and then, then it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, my life had other plans. Yes, life had other plans. Wow. So tell us about your infertility journey from then to now. Okay, so um, as I said, I got married when I was 28. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had always wanted to wait a year. Yeah. Anyway, because I was just like, that's kind of when you really get to know your husband and all that. Mm-hmm. So waited the year. And then after that, okay, the first six months, nothing happened. Like, mm, Okay. I went to see the doctor. Oh, yeah, fine. Nothing there. Okay, no problem. The year, nothing happened. Uh, my mother-in-law is a gynecologist. Oh, okay. So um, she was like, okay. The, anyway, that since they said there's nothing, let's just do Clomid. Right. I think Clomid is kind of like the first thing, the first step, you know. Mm-hmm. So we did Clomid cycle like twice or so or three times and nothing happened so uh she was like by this time like i was was i anxious i guess i was but not really my husband wasn't even bothered i think most men just uh just like when it happens it happens yeah they don't really you know attach too much emotion to it so um did the it went for a test again and they still said nothing was wrong. So my mother-in-law was like, well, I think we should just go and see an IVF specialist. I didn't even know what IVF was at that time. I'm just like, okay, what's IVF? You know, what's this? So I went to Uncle Google and then <laughs> Sarah did all sorts of stuff. Okay, before then, before then actually, okay, yeah, when she said the IVF, and then somebody gave me a book by Mrs. Um, one day God's um, waiting room, mm-hmm. and I read that book from cover to cover in a day. And wow. as soon as I finished reading that book, I just burst into tears. I'm like, "Hey, God, what is this?" Honestly, <laughs> 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 that book is supposed to be encouraging, but man, I think I took all the negatives I could from that book. I was just like, 20 years, eighteen exactly. years, twelve years. I'm like. Ah, God, what's this? Like, I couldn't even understand it. I was just like, ah, no. So we went to do the IVF, and then we saw the doctor. I was like, oh, you're young. You know, your husband is young as well. That don't worry, you guys will do fine. So in my head, it was like one plus one is two. Like, uh-huh. I didn't even think anything of it. Like, okay, let's do this. So we went. The injections were horrible. Mm. I'm not even going to lie. Because at that time, I was taking injections in my right and um it was so painful i couldn't even give myself the injection so i was going to the hospital every day really take the injection yes because it was so painful the needle was so big i still remember it oh my goodness (laughs) it was so painful and i was just like there's no way i can give myself this injection so i went to the hospital every single day 
to take that injection. I remember one of the days, I remember it very well. One of the nurses, she was praying. She was just like, she was rubbing my leg as she was giving me the injection. And she was like, in Jesus' name, this thing will work for you. Oh, You'll wow. be all right. That's and I remember sweet. looking at her like, amen. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't have conviction, like, yeah. <laughs> Is it not one plus one is two? Like, exactly. What's the big? Why do you need this? Yeah. <laughs> like why the drama? You know, kind of. And then we did the egg uh, retrieval, and they got how many eggs did they get? I think they got five eggs or eight eggs or something. And I remember the doctor saying, "Oh, that's very low for someone my age." That um, he was expecting like twenty or something. But that it doesn't matter, you know, the work with what they have. Mm-hmm. So they did the trans, uh, they did the thing. Um, we waited the three days. They got, I think, two all. I think it was eight eggs and they got five right. Um, right. embryos and stuff. And so they put three in. You know, I'm, I mean, I was so convinced I was going to work. <laughs> like, I didn't want <laughs> I'm so sure. And then, it didn't work. Oh my goodness. I think that's the first time it actually occurred to me that, okay, this thing is not magical. It's not one plus one is two. Like, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. It's not guaranteed, you know. I, but from my first impression or interaction with the doctor, I don't know why I thought that, you know, don't worry, it's just it's, it's done. I mean, because it was just, he just seemed so like, oh, you guys are young. You won't have any problem. I've looked at your test results. Everything looks fine. I don't know why it's not working. So let's just do this and you'll be fine. And then as in my, I I don't think I reacted because I didn't know what the reaction should be. Mm -hmm. And I remember them saying, oh, maybe you do another cycle. And I was just like, yeah, let's get on with it. Let's do another cycle. Course, like, yeah. okay, wait for your period to come. Then wait a month or two. And I, to me, I was just going with emotions. Like, okay, do another cycle. Let's get on with this. Yeah. So I didn't process it at all. It was just on to the next one. So we did the next one. The same. In fact, this time, there were no embryos to transfer. Oh, no. And I think that was when it actually dawned on me that okay, this may be a very long process, you know, and I was just like, okay, that's when I started then feeling the emotions, like, wow, is it possible that we will never have children? We've done this twice now, you know, and I just went into a phase of I mean, then I didn't even know how, who to talk to because at that time, you kind of, well, me, sorry, I had kind of dis, um, put the distance between myself and my friends because mm-hmm. I was going through that phase of, please, I don't want to hear anything more about your children and you. I'm here struggling <laughs> to have my own exactly. <laughs> children. <laughs> And all you're saying is your children, this, your children, that, please. No, I stopped going for baby showers. Like, I was just disinterested. Family gatherings were a struggle because everyone is praying for you or looking at you. I mean, I remember a year, I mean, a year after we got married, this time I wasn't even pregnant, though. I hadn't even started trying. But, I mean, I put on weight from the marriage. Yeah. 
I remember dancing on the dance floor. Somebody sent a message to me through someone that a pregnant woman should not be dancing the way I've danced. I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> why am I pregnant? Like, <laughs> what is drama? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Uh, so, like, I was just like, okay, I don't, I'm not even interested in going for family gatherings because, I mean, there'll be too many prayers or too many stories or... Mm-hmm. So, like, I was just always at home. I wasn't going anywhere. It was just work. I just threw myself into work. And then, so I waited like a, six months or so. And then my mother-in-law, I mean, of course, because she's a gynecologist, she was concerned and looking at the medical part and you're not getting younger kind of thing. Yeah. But um, it's not like she was putting any pressure, like, ah, why are you not pregnant? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the. Hers was more of medical advice. So to right. say, so she was like, okay, I know the first two were difficult and stuff. Do you want to try again? Maybe you could go to another hospital, think about it kind of thing. So we decided to try another hospital. And our experience in that second hospital was totally different. Oh. The injections were so much easier, not painful. It was, I don't know if it was, maybe technology had changed or right. whatever, or yes. what it was. Like this one, the injections were in the tummy, the needles were so tiny. Like, so I was giving myself the injections and even just the general interaction was so different. So right. I was just like, ah, okay, I think I became a, a bit more optimistic. I kind of mm-hmm. looked at their records, the reviews and stuff. And it was very good. Even when we did the extraction, they didn't get a lot of eggs still. They got like maybe 12 or so, you know, and then eight took. And I mean, it, the whole thing was just better. Right. And they were very optimistic. And we did the transfer. Even the embryos were like grade A, A, the highest oh, wow. grade, all that, yeah. you know, and all yeah. that. So I was just like, oh, okay, you know, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did the transfer. And then the two week wait, and then uh, nothing happened. Oh my goodness. As in, like, I think at that time my world just shattered because this one, my experience with the clinic and all, and even with, um, the grades of the embryo. So I really yeah. thought, ah, we hit the jackpot and then it didn't happen. Oh my goodness. So the doctor was like, well, he's honestly going to say the truth. He doesn't know what happened. Like, obviously it's a God thing. Of course. And he's done everything he can. The only thing he can do is maybe increase the dosage a bit, but he didn't want to increase it too much. I don't have, um, I'm not overstimulated, right. you know, all those kinds right. of things. So we did the cycle again and he failed again. And then at that point, I was just like, okay, do you know what? I'm not even doing anything again. I didn't want to do anything. I'm not even interested in doing anything again. So I just put a halt to it. Um, I remember one day sitting, my husband had traveled and I was watching TV. I was watching the church, Elevation Church. Mm-hmm. And the preacher said something. He was just, I don't even know what he was preaching about. He wasn't preaching about fertility or anything like that. But he was just, he just preached and he said that for your shame, God shall give you double. Uh-huh. And that just stuck. Mm-hmm. And I just held it. You know how you've heard something, but you know, it just, let me say the word just becomes life. 
Yeah. And so that word just became life for me. And I was just like, God, for this shame, you are going to give me double and I'm going to have twins. And I held on to that. And that's all I held on to. And I just used to say it to myself. And I just used to say it, for this shame, I shall have double. For this shame, I shall have double. And then um, my husband comes home one day and says that, okay, sorry, they're transferring us out of the country. And we had to relocate. So we had like two or three months to get ourselves together. Wow. And we relocated. So we relocated to Houston. And then I was like, okay, I'm in Houston. Exactly. Yaki, <laughs> this doctor's <laughs> are bad. <laughs> okay, let's try this. Thank God the insurance covered it. Um, so I started researching. I found a doctor I wanted. You know, I'd read it up on him. And I was just like, okay, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. And then I called the clinic and I was like, okay, I want to register with this guy. And they were like, oh, we're sorry. He's retired now. Oh. You know, do you want us to give you another doctor? Ah, I'm like, eh, another doctor can be the person I read. This is the person I wanted. Lady was like, oh, they're sorry, we're not, um, there's nothing we can do, you know, he's not taking any patients. So I'm like, okay, just give me another doctor. So just give me another doctor. I, and then I went up, I read up on him. Just like, oh, whatever. So, got there. He read the files because we got our files from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. He also was impressed with the second hospital. He was like, um, he wouldn't change anything that they did. Right. That he thinks that they've done everything they could do. But, mm-hmm. you know, they would also just try the, their best. And then I started reading different blogs and stuff. I started reading about different medications you can take. Oh my goodness, I put my husband through a lot. I'm not even going to lie. Like we're still talking about this like a few weeks ago. So I got a list of drugs. Sorry, medication. Supplements for him. <laughs> Supplements for myself and for him. I was taking about 16 different pills Oh, wow. He was taking about 12. So oh, wow. Morning, he took them. That's amazing. And he took them. I got this case. You know, these cases that you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and morning and night. So I split oh, the wow. pills. And so I put him on all these supplements and I put myself on all these supplements. I mean, it was, it was just horrible. Like, we did the first IVF cycle and he failed. Oof, nothing. <sighs> so, we did the second one. Now, the doctor was like, oh, there's this injection he'd heard about that can give, um, make your eggs better quality. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the injection was like, almost $2,000 or something. Mm. Uh, my mom and I, where are we going to get this kind of money from? Yeah. So he said, well, he'll check if our insurance will cover it, blah, blah, blah. They checked. I think the insurance covered it. So it was like, okay, he'll nice. just, they will just give me. Mm-hmm. They gave me. We took the, um, took the, um, did another cycle. Yeah. And yeah. then, he failed again. So at, um, when we did the second cycle, I think we had five embryos. 
they put two in because two is their maximum they put in and then they had three left mm-hmm. it was like well it was they the, the three hadn't okay of the three one was good two right. hadn't fully developed two hadn't mm-hmm. fully developed so they have just told us that they will get get rid of the two and keep the third one because we had even told him that we were probably relocating back to Nigeria right. and stuff. So they said they'll keep one and the two they'll get rid of it. So we did that transfer. It didn't work out. At this point, I was just so depressed and so sad. And then I started looking for another doctor. I was just like, there has to be a way, yeah. you know. I started looking for another doctor, found the doctor in San Antonio. So, no, not San Antonio, Dallas. So we took a trip to Dallas and we met a doctor there, the doctor. And the long and short of what the doctor said was that use donor eggs or use donor sperm. That if you've been doing all these cycles for so long Mm -hmm. and your eggs are not working or his sperm is not working, then just use donor eggs and sperm and have your children. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I remember after that meeting, and it was like that, I'm sorry, like, you're never going to have children. You have to ah. just do it this way. And I remember saying, God forbid, I reject that, that, no, yeah. that, that's not my portion, and that's not even what I want. And I remember having my husband and I, because we, we just went for, to Dallas for that weekend. And after that meeting, I remember I was going for a very long walk and we're just discussing what the guy said. And then we came to an agreement that if after five years, we don't have children, can we adopt? Mm-hmm. And we were like, yeah, maybe we would adopt. That we would prefer that to doing donor eggs or donor sperms. There are already so many children in the world. Let's right. just adopt. So that was just, that was our conclusion that day. And the next day, because we were in Dallas, I had always wanted to go to Pastor T.D. Jake's church. Oh, yes. So we had planned that as well into the trip that we're going to go to his church. And as we got into the car park of his church, some lady hit our car. So we had uh. an accident <laughs> that day. And I remember saying, God, like, Okay, something is trying to stop us from going for this service. <laughs> we can't go for this service. <laughs> and I was so excited. And we got into the church only to find out that Pastor T.D. Jakes was preaching in Houston near our oh, house wow. that Sunday. <laughs> and we were in Dallas. <laughs> oh, wow. And then a lady preached, Dr. Yasmin, I think is her name. And I can never forget her message. And that message spoke something to me that just rekindled something. And she was like, there's something you're about to give up on. Give God one more chance. Just give him this last chance. Wow. And like, oh, before that, Sorry, Mm -hmm. when we went to the doc the day before when we saw the doctor in Dallas, he said something that my husband and I didn't know. So we had collected our case files from the doctor in Houston. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, I see you have three embryos left, frozen. And we were like, no, we have one. We're like, one. 
this file shows three. So we're like, oh, okay, I hope the doctor didn't make a mistake or something because <laughs> they told us two weren't good and they were freezing one. So when she said that, she was like, give God one more chance. Just give him a chance. And I just told God that, God, I'm giving you, I'm going to give you this. I'm just giving this whole thing to you. And I know you're going to do it. And I know we're going to have children. And from that day, my mind took a shift. And I was just like, God, we're going to have children. And I started focusing more on my prayer. I started focusing more on God. I, that was when I started reading. I think that was when I started reading the Faith Study course by Kenneth Hagin. Mm -hmm. That book changed my life, changed wow. my understanding of what faith is. Mm. I realized that, yes, I'd been hoping, but I didn't really have that faith to carry through. So it helped me understand what faith actually meant. Second, I started spending more time with God, spending more time with God. I remember vividly one day in the bathroom, and I was singing this song, um, Break Every Chain by Tasha oh. Cobbs. Yeah. And I couldn't stop singing that song. And I sang that song over and over and over and over and over and I literally remember a second in which it was almost like I was free, like as if I had been bound. Mm -hmm. And like the chains were literally broken. And I knew that, like, I, you know, wait, I just knew that I was free. This thing was gonna happen. I did not know when, I did not know how, but I just knew it would happen. And um, we called the clinic the week after we got back to Houston and they told us that, oh yes, we actually have three embryos. That when we did our cycle, they started a new experiment where they started keeping the embryos to seven days instead of five. And ours was the first they experimented with. And by the seven days, the embryos had developed and were perfect. So they froze it. And that was why we had three embryos left. Is this amazing. not good? Yeah, right? It's amazing. So, so I just, like, and as I said, at that time, I was just convinced that no matter what, I started celebrating with those that were celebrating because I really had gone into a dark place where I, it's almost like I didn't want to rejoice with anyone. I started rejoicing with people, people that had children. I'll call, I'll celebrate with them. They're going out more again. I was just at peace with myself as well. And I was, I was happier. I was mm -hmm. in a place of joy, just convinced that God is going to do it, irrespective of when it happened or how it happened. Yeah. And that was when I wrote my testimony. I remember on New Year's Day, I think I, wrote, I think I must have put my testimony on my blog, like on the 2nd of January. I remember, if, the, I think it was... Sorry, before the babies? The, the before the babies, yeah, uh -huh. before the babies. So I put wow. up a testimony before the babies came of how I was free, how I knew God was going to do it, how I wow. don't know how, but I was just convinced... And I, I, I remember 
putting writing that testimony and I gave my mom to read and she was like no I shouldn't put it up people don't do this that the testimony mm-hmm. comes after <laughs> that this is not the kind of thing I should be posting <laughs> of course they mom she was just concerned but I remember going to church and I was so uncomfortable like my spirit was just restless and I looked at my husband and I told him I said please because of course it wasn't just my testimony it was mm-hmm. our testimony and I looked at him and I said please I need to do this I, I'm not at peace can I because he had read it as well I had written it but I hadn't put it up anyway that can I post it and of course, like he's a guy now, guys don't really like their businesses exactly. out there. <laughs> you know, they're so private and stuff. So I really thank him for giving me the permission and was like, it's okay, you can post it. And I posted it and I was just free. Like I was free. Like I was so happy. I was just like, okay, everybody knows now. Like now, yes, I'm struggling with this thing. I struggle, yeah. but I'm free. Like it's going to happen. And, so it's okay. Like even when I went for parties and there are hundred people praying for me and they are praying that you have your baby, I'll say no. I'm having twins. Please let our prayers be alive. Exactly. Pray for twins. That's what I'm having. You know that kind of thing. Like there was no shame again. There was no shame because infertility definitely comes with shame. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not outward shame, there's an inward shame that you feel. Like, why can't I do this? Why can't this happen for me? You know, but every, it was just gone. And then we were, we got news that we're coming back to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So we started planning. I mean, we still had the embryos there. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, okay. Um, let's just go and put the embryos in. Like, we can't keep them frozen because we don't know when next we're coming to Houston anyway. Mm-hmm. And we still have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just get this done so we just we went to do the um transfer i mean it was just different even that like when we went for the frozen cycle it was so different when we got into the theater for the first time my doctor asked me it was like oh we have um um what's it called uh, itunes oh. what song do you want Really? To play. I'm serious. And I just chose, honestly, I can't remember the song I chose, but I mm-hmm. chose one of the worship songs by um, Hillsong. And I remember the nurse sitting beside me was like, oh, I've never heard this song. This is such a lovely song. And I was just there in my worship mode. They did the transfer. As soon as they did it, I was like, thank you, Jesus. We're pregnant. Wow. Left. You know, and then Two weeks wait, yeah, two week wait. Mm-hmm. So I had always planned in my head how I wanted to tell my husband that we were pregnant. No, 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 not two week wait, sorry. That day. The no, test no. day. The test day, yes, mm-hmm. the test day. So you go for the test and then they call you, right? So I went for the test in the morning. Mm-hmm. I went for the <laughs> test in the morning. Yeah. I remember on my way home, I stopped at Target. I bought a card. Wow. Um, what was the card? Um, I can't remember what they wrote on the card. Like, um, congratulations or something. Something like that. And I wrote a message to my husband. And I wrote, congrats, daddy. 
We look forward to seeing you. I mean, at that time, we had chosen names for the babies. Uh, no, no. Yeah, we had chosen names. Had we chosen names? I can't remember. Well, maybe I wrote your, child, your children or something. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember what I wrote. But I bought a card. I put it on the table with some chocolate. I got home. I had a Thanksgiving worship for like an hour. I was just thanking God. Praise. Okay, it was praise and worship. It was praise. It was strictly praise. One hour of praise. And I was just thanking God that we were pregnant. And then waiting for the call. Oh, so you didn't know the results then? No, 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 no. Because they'll call you later with the results. Yeah, yeah. So one o'clock, no call. Two, no call. I'm like, I'm calling. Have they called? No, they haven't called. Have they called? I'm like, ah, man, this must be bad news. I didn't think it was bad news, but I was just like, they're not called. Three, they haven't called. Four, they haven't called. Five, my husband came back from work. He saw the card. And it was like, they've called. I said, no, they haven't called. That I bought this in the morning. And then he just gave me a hug. And as he gave me a hug, my phone rang. And it was the doctor. He was like, oh, hi, Moji. Sorry, I'm just calling you. Um, so the numbers look good. They're high, something. So I'm like, OK, what does that mean? He was like, oh, did someone call you earlier? I said, no, that this is the first call I'm getting. I was like, oh, the nurses were supposed to have called that that we were pregnant, that oh, the number wow. looked very high. So, and we just started <laughs> screaming and jumping. We're so wow. excited. And mm. that was how we got the news that we were pregnant. But of course, even with pregnancy, it doesn't just come like that's not the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we had so many scares in between. There was a night that I woke up bleeding and I went to the bathroom and a clump of blood just whooshed out of me. Sorry for the TMI, but that was it. Like we rushed to the emergency room immediately because we, in fact, my husband said he was convinced that we had lost because it was so big. Um, but thank God that he's God and mm-hmm. he finished what he started, you know. So different scares here and there, but God was faithful till the end and is still faithful even till now, you know, yeah. with so many different things. But um that that's kind of is my journey in a nutshell <laughs> that a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> that's so amazing yeah. I, I just wow thank god yes your story is so inspiring and i think the fact that you were you wrote a testimony before the babies that was so yes. different you know i'm like your mom then be like uh what you gotta wait, wait, <laughs> wait till, wait till you have the babies, and then. <laughs> I think God also needed me to just. I think for, I think for me that was my test of my faith. That do I really mm-hmm. believe that I'm free? Am I really convinced that He will do it? So I think, yeah. and I think I knew within me that I needed to do that. I actually needed to do that. I don't know if my miracle would have happened if I didn't do that. I'm sure it would, God being merciful and good yeah. and all. But 
I'm, I'm so convinced that I needed to do that, you know, for the wow. full testimony to come through. Wow, amazing. And, and the fact that you also went and bought the card dancing and, you know, having praise for something, especially, you know, this wasn't your first cycle. You had cycles in the past when you don't test and it wasn't positive. So, you know, you know that there's that possibility, but yet. I honestly, like when I look back now, I, I think I need that level of faith again. <laughs> My faith was on like a different planet, honestly. Like, it would mean now, as I am now, would I have done mm -hmm. that? I don't think so. That's the honest truth. But like at that time, it was just obvious that like the Holy Spirit was just ordering everything, like do this, do this. And I was just following, like no questions yeah. asked, you know, no questions asked. So, like do this and I, I was just straight up. Amazing. So thankful for, for, for your testimony and for you showing us how important faith is, you know? I think, it, yeah. It was, it was the everything. It was the everything. And um, honestly, it's reminding me that I need to get back to that level of faith, even in like the different things I'm believing God for. You know, right. but it was it was actually the everything, and that book totally helped me understand yeah. it. Yeah, the faith yeah. study course, right? Yeah, definitely yes, checking like that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. amazing. And the fact that you 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 noted that you put out that information on the blog testimony. And of course, being Nigerian, I'm Nigerian as well, and we know how our culture is. I know you felt convicted to write about it, but how was it after? I mean, considering, you know, in this culture, again, we, we hide and somehow try to sneak, sneak around until the testimony is here. When you put out that much information on the blog and everyone can read it, how did you feel after? Was there any response from people as well? And I think a lot of people were encouraged by it. I think secretly, mm. a lot of people couldn't understand it. Like, why would she even put up a testimony when there? Because some people actually send me messages like, oh, so are you pregnant? I'm like, no, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I don't even understand that. Okay, so you're not pregnant. So like, what's the testimony? Like, <laughs> like is everything okay? <laughs> oh my! Well, for me, it was it, it was a testimony of liberty, of freedom, of conviction yes. that mm -hmm. it was gonna happen. So to I like that, and that was basically what I explained to them that the testimony is not when you're seeing it physically. Yeah, it's when you already know that the manifestation has happened. Like it has happened, you may not be able yeah. to see the physical manifestation, but the spiritual manifestation is done. And so that was the conviction I had that it was done. I do not know. I said, like, I literally did not know if it would happen in a year or in two years or in ten years, and I didn't care. I actually mm -hmm. didn't care. But it was just the fact that Moji, don't worry you're going to have children. One year would be good, yeah. but 10 years would also be good because I know it's going to happen anyway. It's, mm -hmm. it's up to God to determine when it will happen. So, wow. That's amazing. And the fact that that shame was gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. 
that was that was a very big one for me to overcome it was a very big one because i really struggled i really struggled with rejoicing with people especially people that had kids i mean my all my sister-in-laws got married after me they had two they had three in fact when we're in Oof. america one of them came to have her third child oh my you know, there and i remember i mean it, they had she she was in my house and i mean i could have done better really yeah you know but i was still in that phase of course yeah. so i didn't do as good as, as i could have you know but as i said thank god for the liberty you know that mm-hmm. helped change things for me wow amazing and i know the book of course you noted that changed your life during that time was the faith study for Kenneth Hagin. so yeah that's good to know because sometimes people wonder what to read something to encourage them during the wait time yes. uh, just like what waiting for anything for any, just right. understanding the faith principles mm-hmm. any quote or word of affirmation that you said to yourself on a regular basis during that time that you it think was, was just that helpful? scripture for your shame you shall have double right. that was it and i was like god i'm gonna have twins i'm gonna have twins I'm going Amen. to have twins. That was it. Was, at some point, I was like, I think I want triplets. So after we found out that we had three embryos, three. I'm like, okay, maybe triplets. And then, exactly, right? like, yeah. hello, like, it's twins we've been, I mean, let's, let's stick to the twins, okay? Let's stick to the twins. <laughs> so I went back to the I'm like, okay, let's stick to the twins. It's okay, I'm good yeah. that. <laughs> So oh, wow, wonderful. That. Mm-hmm. What would you tell your younger self now, looking back? So before you got married, you know, when you had all those plans in your mind and how things were going to work. If you're looking back now, you could talk to that Muji of when you were 26 or 25. What would you say to her? I would tell her that be patient. Rejoice mm-hmm. with those rejoicing. Everything is a season, and we overcome seasons, and we become better. Wow. You know, enjoy every season. That's what I would tell myself. Well because said. even in looking back, I know that those those times of of depression, of sadness, there were so many things I could have enjoyed, even just mm-hmm. sex, like. Mm-hmm. After a while, it just becomes a routine. Please. I know, like, ovulation, but I get here. <laughs> where are you? You want, you want, you want to go where? Go where? <laughs> every woman waiting can relate to that. Every single woman that is waiting can relate to that. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And any words of encouragement? I mean, you said a lot of things, you know, but... If you wanted to give any words of encouragement to anyone or couple dealing with infertility, is there anything else you'd like to add? Hmm. I would say that don't let the infertility affect your relationship. One of the things that my husband always said, especially when I got into my mood, was, Moji, I did not marry you for children. And I really pray that couples can focus on that. Yeah. That you did not marry because of children. 
there's a reason why you got married. Focus on that love, that relationship. The children would come by God's beautiful grace. Even those that, and like, for me, even though I had that freedom and I knew God would give us our children, I wasn't concerned Mm -hmm. about how. So if God had said his adoption, I was up for it. Right. I don't know that I was really up for the donor eggs or donor sperm. I don't know. But whatever method it is that mm. you, that, you know, God shows you or you pray about or you pray concerning, let there be agreement in mm. it. And do it. There are people that they adopt and then they get pregnant. Yeah. There are people that they adopt and they don't get pregnant. And it's just mm. the adopted children. There are people, I know people that are older and they just regret never adopting, just always looking and, you know, pray about your own circumstance. Everybody's circumstance or situation is different. But make sure that there's always agreement. You don't forget the foundation of your mind, which is the love for each other. Because even mm-hmm. with children come challenges yeah, in the sure. marriage. You know, so let that foundation be so solid that even when the children come, you know, there's nothing that rocks that boat. Because after the children come, said the husband I'm just like, hey, now you're neglecting me, blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, blah. right. You know? <laughs> so lay that, let that foundation be rock solid, and such that you know you guys are always, always, always in agreement and in that love that brought you together. Wow. Thank you for those powerful words of wisdom. I think it's very important. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Moji. I mean, so much, Moji. It's been amazing uh, having you on the show. Your words of encouragement, you know, just reminding us how much, how important faith is. It's amazing. I haven't, I don't think I've met anyone that has done the type of things you did in faith. So, wow. <laughs> you know how they say in the Bible all the time, you know, mustard seed, you definitely took that to another level. So, wow. <laughs> yes. And, and thank you for showing us that, you know, we need to step up and, you know, step up in our game and get there and believe in and trust in God for whatever it is, either it's for children or, you know, whatever other aspect of your lives. Uh, we are waiting for something or, or th- I mean, hoping for. So thank you. Your strength and testimony, very inspiring. I'm sure that many listeners will be encouraged. And uh, yeah, it helps to renew their hope. So thank you, Moji. Thank and again, you, like yeah, I said, if anyone wants me. to, yeah, if anyone wants to connect with you or you know, or tap into or, or you know, talk to you about how that faith happens or whatever it is. <laughs> They can reach you via email info at mojimagic.com. Yes. Again, yes, they can. amazing. They can. I'm sure I'm going to have this conversation with my mom. And she's going to be like, ah, no, wait no. till this happens. To... <laughs> no, 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 wait yet. <laughs> but we thank God for God being God, right? That's it. We thank God for God. I know my mom's like, she cringed when I told her I posted it. Like, she wasn't happy at all at all but you know at the end of the day we are answerable to god let the spirit lead you you amen thank you so much moji thank you have a great afternoon
Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.